You're listening to another episode of the Headset Advisor audio blog, where we help you to learn more about headsets, speakerphones, and video conferencing so you can make a more informed buying decision. Even if you're just doing research, this is the place for you. Now, here's your host and author, Doug Merritt. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Headset Advisor Tech Review Podcast. Today, I'll be talking about a topic that's actually very important because it has to do with sound quality. And you know, based on the results of several surveys that we've conducted here at Headset Advisor over the years, sound quality always seems to be something that ranks consistently high every time that we send out surveys to our customers about what's important to them when it comes to headsets. So with sound quality and ultimately microphones, because those are associated, both being the topic of the day, let's get started. If you use headsets for business, you need to be using those that give you sound quality that's consistently loud, clear, and professional. And the truth is, not all headsets can provide you with that. One reason why that's true is there are differences in the microphones used in headsets today. And in this podcast, I'll be talking about headset microphones, both past and present, so that when you're finished listening to this, you'll be a little bit more informed about headset microphones in general and the important role that they play. Hi, my name's Doug Merritt, and I founded Headset Advisor back in 1994. And you know, back then, headsets sure were a lot different from the ones that you have available today. And one of the noticeable differences is in the microphone technology, which of course ultimately will translate into sound quality and noise reduction, and in turn can also lead to a better call quality experience when using that new technology. Let's take a look back and also a look at the present to learn more about headset microphones, how they've changed, and why they're important for the voice and video calls that are so common today. But before we jump into that, I'd like to make just a quick announcement. And that is, if you end up shopping on our website, which is headsetadvisor.com, for, you know, any of your headset or audio or video needs, make sure to use coupon code BLOG to get your best deal. Okay, with that out of the way, let's start with non-noise-canceling microphones, which, by the way, aren't as prevalent as they once were. 20 years ago, Plantronics, now Poly, and Geonetcom, now Jabra, were the two dominant brands for business communication headsets. They mostly offered wired headsets, though wireless models were beginning to make their way onto the scene. And within those wired headsets, you could choose from two different types of microphones, those being noise canceling and non-noise canceling. In this particular segment, I'll be talking about the non-noise canceling microphones. Plantronics and Jabra both had their names for these non-noise canceling microphones. Plantronics referred to theirs as voice tubes and Geonetcom referred to theirs as sound tubes. Both looked very different, but both did the very same thing, which was to not remove background noise. Let's start with the Plantronics voice tubes. First off, they were very easy to identify because they were a clear plastic tube where the noise canceling models weren't. 
Even uh, though they were made of a clear plastic, later versions were available in rainbow colors and they were, were referred to as added tubes. Um, these were designed for people who wanted to, I don't know, more or less dress up their headset, I guess, um, maybe with their favorite color. And one of the more popular colors back then was purple. Uh, voice tubes were actually attached by sliding the voice tube over the headset microphone wand. And if you needed to change the microphone location or position, you could just slide the tube outwards or inwards to get it positioned right. This was helpful because, um, you know, everybody has a different size and shape to their head. And, uh, you know, that combined with the fact that positioning the microphone in the right spot to obtain optimum sound quality is very, very important. A common problem with voice tubes back then was it was fairly easy for the tips to get clogged with debris. And when I say debris, I really mean small particles of that ham sandwich that you just had for lunch, along with other things, you know, just regular dust and other things. But each voice tube, you know, had a very small mesh screen on the end. And when those little bits of that ham sandwich or, you know, the mayo or the little bits of that lettuce found their way onto that screen, the sound of your voice was dampened. And in more extreme cases, let's say with roast beef, you know, finding its way onto the lunch menu, you could actually get a full blockage with no voice sound coming through the microphone voice tube at all. The problem was, however, easy to resolve because you would simply either replace the voice tube or some people would actually clean them. But it did cause along the way, um, you know, a lot of sound-related problems where people thought that they had a defective headset where, in fact, they just had a problematic voice tube. So there was a lot of confusion and, you know, for that matter, even some added, and I might even add, some unnecessary expense. Um, moving on to, you know, the others, um, Gia Netcom headsets were later to be rebranded Jabra. Um, those headsets also offered a non-noise-canceling microphone called SoundTube. And these non-noise-canceling headset microphones looked different from the voice tube models offered by Plantronics. Unlike the voice tube that was, an, you know, uh, this long, clear plastic tube, the GN, uh, the GN sound tube headsets had a microphone boom that was metal, and it had a very small black roundish tip on the end. Um, like the voice tube, this design also proved less than perfect because those little round black tips I just mentioned well, they'd sometimes fall off, and because they were so small, they were very easy to lose. And if for some reason, if you didn't have extras on hand or were unable to replace those, um, you just end up with a headset with that slender steel mic boom I mentioned a moment ago, but on the end, it was uncovered. So uh, it kind of looked a little bit funny, sort of an unfinished look without that little black tip. And because it was open on the end, that put the headset at risk for debris finding its way into that opening. You know, both of these styles of microphones were designed for specific uses, such as, you know, people who work in a, a quiet, say, a private office, you know, where noise isn't really, um, you know, an issue. Uh, also, people who work from home, say, with, you know, without children or pets, maybe, uh, again, no noise. Uh, or people who just work independently and really not around other people. 
And of course, you could also use a headset like that, um, you know, in a regular office, but one that is known to be quiet. Um, so these headset microphones surely had their place because a lot of people used these non-noise canceling headsets. They were really quite popular because people liked the way that they looked. They were kind of, you know, had that sort of sleek look, I guess. Um, some people actually used those headsets in noisy environments where background sounds, including conversations, were easily heard by callers. Um, and I think that probably happened because a lot of people just didn't know that they were using a headset that didn't have a noise-canceling microphone. Um, so the last thing on noise-canceling microphone is there are other headset microphones that look just like those that are noise-canceling, but are also non-noise-canceling. So in other words, they, they look like a typical noise-canceling you know, microphone, but they actually don't remove noise. So the point I'm trying to make here is you can't always go by the look of a microphone in determining if it's noise canceling or not. Some manufacturers claim their headsets are noise canceling, but when you put it to the test, it's really, really easy to see that they're actually not. So that's a case of buyer beware. So let's move on to uh, noise canceling microphones. Um, so you have actually two different types. Um, first, there's headset microphones that are referred to as noise canceling. And back in the day, some were labeled ultra noise canceling. I suspect super ultra noise canceling wasn't really far off. But in any case, the one thing that all the microphones had in common is they're designed to remove background noise so your callers, you know, wouldn't hear it. This is particularly important if coworkers in the background are talking about sensitive things that might include things that are of a financial health or legal matter, um, things that you really don't want your callers to be hearing. The first generation of noise canceling microphones used in business headsets were actually pretty decent. They did what they were designed to do, which was to you know remove background noise. But as you can imagine, some models did a better job than others. Those same differences actually exist today with some of the models clearly doing a better job. I know this to be true because we test many headset makes and models. And by doing that, we find it fairly easy to see those that do a superior job at reducing noise and those that don't. Frankly, I've never really saw a big difference between noise canceling microphones and those claiming to be ultra noise canceling. Maybe it was just a marketing tactic to sell more headsets. I really don't know. But what I do know is if those ultra noise canceling headsets or UNC headsets were designed to set the world on fire, well, I have to say they didn't hit the mark because UNC headsets weren't really any more popular than the standard noise canceling models. In fact, they were probably a little bit less. Uh, today's business headsets are truly benefiting from new technology including the degree to which business headsets reduce background noise, especially compared to those models I was just mentioning 10 to, from 20, 10 to 20 years ago. Um, some headsets are now using you know, sophisticated algorithms, digital signal processing, even artificial intelligence, and also a host of other technologies, all designed to provide excellent sound quality and superior noise cancellation. One example that helps to illustrate this new noise reduction capability is found in headsets by Poly and Yealink. Poly has a technology in their, uh, several of their headsets called Acoustic Fence, 
noise reduction, and Yealink has something similar called acoustic shield. Both of these microphone features are among the latest technologies available, and they really do a very good job. But for me personally, I feel the Yealink noise reduction is the best on the market, bar none. To give you an idea why I say that, I'd invite you to watch a short segment of a Yealink WH62 portable headset review video that we did very recently. You can, uh, you can see this uh, video by going to Headset Advisor YouTube channel and entering Yealink WH62 into the search bar. If you fast forward to the 11 minute, 25 second uh, mark in the video, it'll take you right to the sound test. We challenge that WH62 headset against the sounds of office noise, barking dogs, and of course our signature blender test. And unless my hearing has gone completely south on me, I think the A-Link headset did a phenomenal job at eliminating, eliminating all the different noises that we threw at it, better than any other headset in my opinion. As I said earlier, we test a lot of headsets, and here's what we test them for. First, we test them for, of course, voice audio quality, because, you know, you want to sound your best and all of that. Secondly, how well the headset removes background noise, because, again, you don't want your callers hearing it. And thirdly, how well the voice audio quality is maintained while the microphone is working to reduce background noise. So, in other words, while it's reducing noise, how do you sound? Are you choppy? Are you suddenly you sound different, uh, kind of, you know, compromised uh, sound quality, basically. So we kind of look for those three different things. And in each of these categories, the Yealink headset did a very good job, which helps to explain why I feel it's the best noise-canceling brand on the market today. Then again, sound and sound quality is, you know, a bit subjective. So you might have a different opinion if you happen to watch that uh, YouTube video. And that would be fine to have a different opinion, but I'm sticking to mine. Clearly, not all noise-canceling microphones are created equal. They do vary, but overall, my top two brands, when measured in those three areas I mentioned a moment ago, are Yealink and Orosound. 10 to 20 years ago, the two names that I would have been referencing wouldn't be those two, but then again, as I said early on, things do have a way of changing, and this is only one of the many examples making that statement true. So what makes a headset microphone important, kind of in a general sense? Well, sounding your best when you're on important business, you know, whether it's voice or video calls, is important. I mean, how you sound does leave an impression, and you, of course, want that impression to be as good as possible. Uh, you want to sound professional, uh, as I mentioned, but you want to sound professional consistently. And a good headset microphone will give you that. Some don't, believe it or not. You don't want your callers to hear all the background noise, as I've been mentioning here. And when they don't hear uh, that, uh, you're giving them a more professional call quality experience. You want them to be focused on what you're saying and your conversation and not being distracted by sounds and conversations and things going on around you. So whether you work in a private office or in a busy contact center, having a good quality headset microphone is highly important if you want to sound your best and give your callers the best 
call experience. Um, kind of diverting uh, away a moment here, but still on the subject of uh, microphones. Here's a couple of things just for you to think about. First of all, microphone positioning. This is actually very important and it seldom even gets mentioned. Um, the perfect place uh, to locate a microphone is two fingers width from the corner of your mouth and just below your lower lip. Um, if you have the microphone located too close to your mouth, you may end up with poor sound quality. Um, a lot of people think they have to grab that microphone and, and just bring it right up against their mouth, but that's really not true. Uh, again, two fingers width from the corner of your mouth and just a little bit below your lower lip. And also, if you happen to place the microphone too far away, which many people do, your callers are not going to hear you very well because you're going to sound kind of distant and kind of faint. And you don't want that. You want them to hear you loud and clear. The second thing um, that people really kind of overlook a lot of the times is a microphone windscreen. This is a small foam cover that slides over the end of your microphone. So besides looking like a little black ball on the end of your headset microphone, why would you want to use one of those things? Well, here's a couple of reasons. The first being that it can help to remove wind sound that can cause sound quality problems. And of course, wind in an office can come from different sources, such as your, you know, your air conditioner unit, you know, during a hot summer day blowing, you know, into the office that can actually end up across your microphone and cause sound issues. And of course, a lot of people have personal fans at their desk or maybe a, a floor model stand that's, you know, uh, you know, blowing in the office and trying to cool people off. That too can, you know, cause some problems. So putting on a microphone windscreen can help to knock that wind noise down and, um, you know, keep everything sounding, you know, loud, clear, and professional. Uh, the second reason to use a windscreen is it helps to keep the microphone clean and free of, you know, dust, dirt, and once again, those fragments from that ham sandwich that I mentioned a little while ago. And we all know the downside of that. So here are my final thoughts. Whether you work in a quiet office, one that has moderate noise, or even the noisiest of offices, having a headset with a good quality microphone that's capable of removing noise very well is just simply, just, it's just a good idea. Even if you work in a quiet office, you can sometimes get, you know, sudden, uh, you know, sound interruptions, you know, it comes, and those sound interruptions can come from a variety of sources. You know, somebody coming by with uh, your office with a, you know, like a, uh, the janitorial, you know, staff, maybe with a vacuum cleaner, it could be any number of things. Uh, and when that happens, you know, having a good quality noise canceling microphone will really help to keep things quiet for your callers. And of those who might work in an office with, say, moderate noise or even high amount of noise, well, it goes without saying, giving your callers a better call quality experience would certainly um, be a very, very good idea. Um, and the good news about using a good quality uh, microphone is you don't have to do anything because the headset microphone does all the work. You just talk as normal and noise gets a little bit testy. You don't have to worry because your callers aren't going to be hearing it. And if you have a headset or headsets that you recently purchased and you're just kind of a little disappointed about how, you know, how it reduces noise, you do have an option over looking to replace them. There is an app 
called CRISP, and CRISP is spelled K-R-I-S-P, um, which is some AI software that's designed to help reduce noise. Effectively, it's another layer between your headset and the application that you're using, and CRISP is a, a an app that's designed to remove noise, and they do, by the way, offer a free trial. And I have to, as a disclaimer here, I have to say, no, we're not being compensated by CRISP in any way for me to be bringing this up. I just thought it was worth mentioning because it's just another one of those tools in the fight against that unruly background noise. Yeah, so if you'd like to learn more about CRISP, just go to crisp.ai, and I think you'll be able to find out everything you need to know. So, and finally, if you have questions or just need some help finding a compatible headset, make sure to reach out to us uh, here at Headset Advisor, which is headsetadvisor.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see a Contact Us tab. Just click on that, and you'll see several ways that you can reach us, which include by phone, by email, by text, or you can even chat live with us on our website. And just as a footnote, we don't use um, phone trees or chat bots because we know that nobody really likes those things. And, you know, the, the truth of the matter is we don't either. So you're not going to be exposed to any of that. And, you know, we've been helping customers really of all sizes with their headset needs since 1994 when I started the company. And by the way, when you do contact us, make sure to ask about our unique headset trade-in program where you can get cash or credit for your old headsets, which really beats having them in that box gathering dust in your storeroom. And it also helps, by the way, to lower the price of your new headsets, which is actually a good thing. And if your budget's a bit tight, we also have a very affordable monthly headset lease program with headsets starting as low as $2 per month. This means you don't have to come up with the funds to buy your headsets, and you also don't have to worry about having outdated equipment. Our program also includes replacement headset accessories and a warranty that never expires, which ends up saving you money because you don't have to be spending it on, you know, those accessories that you need to keep your headsets going. And it gives you uh, peace of mind knowing that your headsets are always covered by a warranty. So that pretty much wraps things up for this episode. And I hope it was at least a little bit informative and in some way helpful. So until next time, I'm Doug Merritt, and I'm wishing you a fantastic day. That wraps up today's show. We appreciate you tuning in and hope you received some value from today's episode. Make sure to tune in often because we have a lot of new content coming out that you won't want to miss. You can also check us out on social media for more content, special offers, and promotions. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again real soon.